0: Greetings, nerds. This is Being a Nerd. I'm your host Sarah Belmont. With me, as always, is our Mister Producer Will Paul. How are you doing today, Will?
1: Doing very well, Sarah. It's good to good to be talking to you this evening.
0: Yeah, it's a yeah. summer summer weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's been a while since we've uh, done a night recording, so uh, yeah, it's just like, all right, let's keep the synergy up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's suddenly it's weird to record in the afternoon, but then when you do it like consecutively. It, it it feels comfortable, and now yeah. at night it's it's different. It
1: is, it is, it is. I'd say this evening after I've gotten used to saying this afternoon, but yeah, but I've, I've had a good weekend. Just uh family's been here, and uh got the end of, end of year celebrations with school and stuff. I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably identify with that. So uh yeah, it's good times.
0: Yep, Will's been partying all weekend while I've been studying all weekend.
1: Yeah, you've been a good kid studying. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so much
0: fun. Speaking of surprises, though, I want to take two minutes to talk about this because (laughs) (laughs) we don't talk about the 100 on this show, but I, I still watch. I fell off in season four, I'll be honest, and then came back season five and season six is actually doing pretty well. And um, all of us fans got a big, big surprise over the weekend when it was announced that um, the stars of the 100 literally got married. And this is a big deal because, A, no one knew they were dating. Oh, wow. (laughs) No one knew that. Um, C, and then B... We have wanted the ship Bellark for so long. I mean, <laughs> since season one, I can probably name the scene where we all were like, that's my ship. And we have not gotten any of it. Like, like zero, nothing. It's been a lot of eye contact, a lot of like little touches, but no like legitimate relationship. That's funny. However, clearly in the real life, we are winning because they're married now.
1: Yes, yes. You guys got the ultimate ship. Not only. (laughs) So your shipping was not misplaced. It just didn't happen on screen, it happened off. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's, you know, if the writers want to screw us out of that happy ending, which based on the books should be a thing, but isn't apparently on the show, you know, um, we are winning in real life. But it's, it's crazy in my mind, though, how these two could get away with that, considering how much information is online
1: yeah. and
0: people not recognizing, like, like some people looking back on it were like, well, clearly there were signs, but still the they, they even got engaged and nobody knew about it.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Cause I mean, we look at like, for example, Chris Pratt and Catherine Schwarzenegger, you know, they got married this weekend and I think their relationship was, uh, I think spoiled a little early or, or did they? And then, and I guess the the one I, that, that immediately came to mind when you, when you started talking about this and keep on, people keeping it, trying to keep it on the down low was, uh, Jamie Fox and um, Katie uh, Holmes. Yeah, Katie Holmes. Yeah.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel like people have been even speculating about those two for a while now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are they married? Uh, are they still dating?
1: I, I think they're still dating. I think they're still dating. But they, I think they're but they're now officially public with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to put it out there because I saw that Friday night and it just blew up my timeline for the rest of the weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I saw you say something about, I think our friend Veronica and a few other of our mutuals, uh, were, were retweeting it, uh, the news. So and I was like, huh, okay. I, I can't wait to hear Sarah talk about this and, it, and, uh, and illuminate my knowledge on this because I don't watch the 100. So yeah, well, clearly some
0: of our guest hosts need to come back and we need to talk about the 100 this season because some things are happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the Bell Arc ship may have just, um, dissipated considering the most recent chain of events. So yeah. anyways, moving on to other things. Um, also something happened this weekend. Um, a big franchise movie was released yeah. called X-Men Dark Phoenix. Will, do we care? I don't. <laughs> I, I don't either. <laughs>
1: I saw you put that on the rundown. I was like, are you just putting that there so we could just like, you know, just kick a little bit of dirt on on Fox as far as the last film to come out uh that they produced pre-merger?
0: Not necessarily. I'm just putting it out there because I recognize that it's a thing. It's happening. Yeah, it is. I, I think if you watch the trailer, you understand the movie. Also, from what I've heard, if you've seen Captain Marvel, you understand the movie
1: yeah also I think i was I don't know if it was collider or something I was watching um this or last week uh where they were talking some similarities to another superhero movie and awesome. apparently yeah and apparently uh the beginning is very reminiscent of shazam mm-hmm. interesting awesome. yeah that was one of the things I heard that because uh, I saw where uh and I know they Reshot the ending as well, and I think that was due to maybe one of the MCU film, recent MCU films that they redid the ending, but, uh, but the, even the beginning apparently it, it, it was very, uh, very close copycat of, of Shazam. People, if, if you've seen both, let us know. I haven't seen the movie obviously. Uh, I know it, just since we do sometimes keep track of box office stuff, I saw where it did come in. At, uh, 140 million globally, uh, this, um, this with their initial take, uh, but, uh, the same article I read also anticipates that, uh, they're going to lose about a hundred million dollars on this film as well. So
0: yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's it was, another reason, like, why even do it in the first place?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Apocalypse, like, sh- sunk the franchise in my opinion.
1: Yeah. That the, the latest round of of X-Films uh, I haven't really been very enthusiastic about seeing and which is very sad considering that when you think about the legacy of the X-Men films it really did kick off the renaissance of the superhero genre. When you think huh. back to <laughs> the original X-Men and X-2 in particular uh it, it really did so it, it's kind of sad that it has it, it sort of ends with a whimper instead of a bang.
0: It, it, it's interesting when you put it in that context because it may have started it, but it's also like the, the little engine, so to speak. It's, mm-hmm. it's that like we want it to do good, but it just never reaches the, um, like even even Days of Future Past, which is one of the better versions of the films, and re- the more times I rewatch it, the less it really holds holds up. So yeah, every time that I rewatch that film, um, it holds up less and less, and I don't really know why. I just feel like. Either they, it's too big of a cast, too many stars to really allow people to stay in the franchise. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Will, no, no, you're not helping me at all.
1: I was just letting you. (laughs) I was letting you get your uh, point out. I will say that to to your point as far as the X universe, uh, I think some of their spinoffs, like Deadpool, for example, and 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 Logan really have been the tentpole movies, but for whatever reason, the, uh, when they do the core X-Men here lately, it's just, has been disappointing. Just like the DCEU has been disappointing for, for many fans as well. So I think hopefully, uh, with the, with the new merger and with Fox and Disney and Disney getting a hold of the property and Marvel studios can maybe start fresh, Uh, with the, with the next phase of uh, integrating these characters into the, into phase four or, 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 or phase five.
0: Yeah. It's like they can never match the nineties TV show.
1: No, 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 nothing can match that show. That was just, it was just pretty genius.
0: Yeah. But still, I mean, you should be able to do some of that stuff in live action. It shouldn't be that hard. And I feel like every time they try, they, they put, Characters who should be on the team elsewhere, and it never really makes sense. Like there's something about the harmony of that group that we were exposed to initially via the cartoon that just felt right.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And and they've never been able to recapture that. But
1: fair enough, fair enough. And you know maybe I'll. I'll watch this when it comes to streaming service down the road, but uh, I, I won't be adding to the to the take at the at the box office.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, neither neither will I. But you know, I have other things like TV has been blowing up my life lately.
1: Yeah, it's been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good stuff out there, and it just seems I, to be more and more like good things coming on. And it's just getting harder and harder to keep up. (laughs) Like
0: this week, I I have not watched more things in one solid week before, where I one night I watched Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. Decent film. Go check it out if you wanted to. Um, Another night I spent getting caught up and watching When They See Us, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Another night I spent getting caught up on season three of uh, The Handmaid's Tale, and, and it just keeps coming and coming and, yeah. and then today it's a sad day, Will. It's a sad, sad day. You want to know why?
1: What's a sad day, Sarah?
0: Cause Billion season four is done.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you're going to have to wait another year before you get another season, I'm sure.
0: And they left me in the most vulnerable place. I don't appreciate it, writers. Because they've been stringing along this Wendy and Axe thing. And and they got all... I feel like they're playing chess with me, Will. I feel, yeah. feel like these writers, every season, they get on a new board. They set the pieces. I think I know how they're setting it up. And then they kill the queen. And <laughs> I don't even have a chance. And, well, this season, I will admit, I I think I prefer seasons two and three. I feel like they the twists in those season caught me off more on guard where the big twist this season I saw coming. Mm. And so it wasn't as a, sh- as shocking. However, mm. the way they've now re replaced everyone, which basically spoiler alert, um, at the end of the last season, Chuck Rhodes and Axe actually became allies for mm-hmm. this fourth season but then in this finale, yeah, because of Wendy, they will clearly never be allies. They, it's, it's never going to be a thing. There's always going to be her in between and her getting her way from one versus the other. And the rivalry is all bred through that relationship, but it should be Axe and Wendy. Okay? <laughs> okay. It should be.
1: I will take your, I will, I've only watched a few episodes of season one. I did enjoy it, but, uh, at some point I'll come back go back and and try to get caught up with you but uh I'll take your word for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like I said before, season 4 not my favorite season of the bunch. I still think 2 is like my favorite. 3 is close behind. Um however, it it I love these writers because I feel like they know the story they're telling every season. Mhm and and it feels well planned out, well thought out and um it's just like another installment of this saga that they're trying trying to tell. So, I'm very excited for season 5.
1: I bet I I know you are. I mean, you're you have uh been a big uh, champion for for Billions and have uh Reminded me on multiple occasions how I should like watch this show. And I know Pete has told me that has also shared that with me as well. So as I said, I will I'll get caught up and maybe since I, I saw this uh, weekend that uh, the good place is actually ending its uh, run and with the fourth season that'll be uh, opening on my uh, TVs watching that I can, I can fill with, uh, with, with this.
0: I'm a little surprised about that cancellation and then I'm not entirely surprised.
1: Yeah, the showrunner, he basically said that he he is ending it on and 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 because basically he feels that the arc of the show is such that he saw a lot like Sam Esmell and and Mr. Robot, he had a vision mm-hmm. for the show and it's a good, you know, and He's taken the characters where they want to go and has had places where they you know run off and do things that they didn't even imagine when they first started crafting the show but it uh he's they're definitely in it and it's a good place to be where you're in in a show on your own terms instead of it being in it for you like one that we're going to talk about this evening,
0: yeah, let's just jump right in. That's like the perfect segue to have the Swamp Thing conversation on because it's also been lighting up everybody's timeline since it came out. That, you know, only after airing its pilot, season one has been, well, season one has not been canceled. They're still going to release all the episodes, but season two and any after have been canceled.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's a lot of uh, reaction on the cancellation, a lot of information and disinformation and misinformation was out there as well as far as what were the reasons behind it. And I, I, whenever I first saw the news, I guess this was, I believe, when the when word came down that not even a full week after the pilot aired, the show was given the axe. And so immediately, I started thinking about it, the. Fact that the episode order was cut uh, back in April, and that was, I guess, the first sign of potential trouble when mm-hmm. they went from 13 to 10. And at the time, the 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 reasoning was that uh, Warner Brothers and uh, just did not like the way that the program was going, and so, and, and seeing now we've seen two episodes and, you know, this gets to the larger landscape of immediate companies, uh, getting bought up and merged and all those kind of things. And, and when those things happen, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the new, inter- new company that takes over may have different visions for stuff. And I think that's, it sounds like Swamp Thing was a, a victim of that. And then the second thing, uh, as when the cancellation news came out, uh, it was over a question about the finances and yeah. there was a lot of things blown out there, uh, in, in the internets about, uh, the show's budget and issues here in North Carolina where I live and our, our, our film credit program, what happened with, you know, what was the story there? And, um, I happened to, to read the, so the shows is, is, was produced in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is in the southeast coast of our state. And a big prior – it, it, it's what Georgia is now as far as uh, – we ha- we used to have, just to give a little bit of context, a, a pretty robust film industry in this state. Uh, but due to changing in political parties and whims and our, our film program, uh, finance, funding for the program and, and everything got – uh, restructured and, and, right. and so uh, and it continues to get tweaked so I think that also added to some of the confusion but I mean essentially the way the program works is it's a 25% rebate for a grant for production companies and uh, there's a per project cap for each type of uh, venture so there's a 12 million dollar per season cap for television series and so I think what was happening with some of these stories, people were focusing on the 25 percent. And there was also uh, apparently a part of the grant application that D.C. and Warner had put in uh, for Swamp Thing showed that the production budget for the for the program was eighty five million dollars, uh, which, of course, the it completely met the criteria of the minimum spend of, one million dollars per episode for your average TV series, so there was no issues there. But somehow people fo- focused on the twenty-five percent, and and so then people were like, oh, you know, it was a paperwork error, and it was like, you know, the state was going to put up forty million dollars, and that was actually not the case. The real yeah. issue, the real issue is the program itself. The grant program only allows for up to twelve million dollars for. <laughs> The production. So th- there was no like paperwork errors or anything like that. Uh, the film office has been very clear that DC and Warner and North Carolina film office were having a, a great relationship. They were very excited about the pro, the, the, uh, program being filmed there. I mean, Screen Gym Studio has, they've put a huge investment in the infrastructure down there. There are a lot of people locally who benefit from the production. So it it wasn't an issue about paperwork or anything like that. It was truly, it seems like it really was a creative thing that was going on here because they were only going to get $12 million, which they did qualify for the grant, but it was only going to be $12 million. It wasn't going to be $40 million, like a lot of things that's been posted out there on the internet. So um,
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. So that was just uh, some bad reporting, Bad information that people were putting out there, I think you know i even you know I saw it in multiple places uh but that just that was that's just wrong folks it's only it's only twelve million dollars that they were going to get, and they did qualify for it, and there was no paperwork error, so
0: well. Yeah, Uh, you know, you throw math out there, and suddenly everybody's like, "Oh, obviously it's a paper error. Obviously people can't add."
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's an easy
0: excuse.
1: (laughs) Easy excuse wasn't yeah, but that it's just it was just wrong. So you've heard it here, and I've I've seen the local paper uh, also made it very clear, and the North Carolina Film Office has made it very clear that, and even if you go to NC Film, it's very clear. That yes, it's up to 25% rebate for the the grant, but you have to then look at the next box, which has the and I'll 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 share it on our on our feed how much television series, feature films, commercials get for uh, for the production.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for clarifying all of that and telling the news like or telling everyone that it's fake news.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can actually say, hey, that's fake news.
0: <laughs> now, the show has been canceled. It yeah. still is yet to re- remain if it will be get picked up by entities such as Netflix or even HBO is a little bit interested in this series.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've seen that. <laughs> I know people, and a lot of wishful thinking folks that CW, but that, it just wouldn't fit in the Arrowverse or any kind of CW at all. If you've watched the first two episodes, this this is a this is a grown up show.
0: That that doesn't sound like wishful thinking. That sounds like a nightmare.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm <just> the, <laughs> the CW has way too many heroes right now. I have to yeah. I have to tell you they they got in trouble on with their own heroes. Why add to that mix? Yeah, yeah. So, so I did watch episode two. I did too. It was odd. I felt like it ended really quickly. Like I know it was the same length as the pilot and for some reason I was just like, oh, okay, so we're here, here, oh we're done. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, it was something about the way they, they managed their time with the different scenes that I felt like it was, they were longer scenes, which made it feel like it was a really quick show because they only went to like a handful of places.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I actually enjoyed it. Uh, it. Given the whole context of everything that's going on, I just put, I try to put that aside and just watch it for its own entertainment sake and that being said, so I am, you know, to bring it back to the cancellation, I am a little disappointed that it's canceled because I, I do agree with you that there were some there were seemed to be some pacing issues on it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, one of the things we talked about last week with the pilot was trying how are they going to build the the relationship between Alec and Abby, mm-hmm. and and at the time I speculated, oh, it'll be flashbacks. Well, it wasn't flashbacks, but in a way, it, but it was just in this episode video. Recordings that Alec actually made in whenever he was um, researching the swamp, and so I'm still, so I've, I'm starting to see how they're trying to build the the relationship and 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 build the the deep feelings between Alec and and and, and Abby. It's still not I'm still not a hundred percent sold, but I, I see what, I, but I give them a you know. Give me for effort.
0: <laughs> I don't. Well, I, I give him like a C for effort because I, I'm tired of people. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm tired of writers thinking that 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 builds. Um, Shipboys or people wanting, wanting two people to get together is to see a little tape recorder and like, oh, he, he liked her. We already knew that. I'm sorry. We already knew that. She already yeah. knew that. She's stupid to think not. And what really bothered me in this episode was that more than focus on that dynamic and really nurturing it, they brought up the whole Matt thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. Uh, Why? It, it just seems so contrived.
0: <laughs> it was.
1: It It was was. like, you know, they're in the they're in the especially when he brings it up, they're in the middle of the swamp. They're looking for this kid who has has left the hospital, who's sick, and and then he is and, and and even his own his mom, who's the sheriff, was like, dude, you know, don't you know, she even like was trying even that bothered me too, because I'm like, No that opened the door to it and then they followed it up on the boat and that was just like no. No, we don't need stupid triangles like that, especially manufactured ones where you're you're putting it so on the nose.
0: Right. Like, we understand this kind of love triangle exists in the books. And, of course, you're going to have him be a police officer versus a swamp thing because it's like law and order kind of deal. Yeah. It just... I don't, I don't know. I, it, it feels really contrived, like really contrived and it really bothered me throughout this episode. Um, because I mean, all it takes is for you to look at Wikipedia about swamp thing and you're like, Oh, I see what they're going to do. And then they start feeding the lines. And I'm like, well, we never saw that. We never saw Matt like kind of get hung up on Abby. We don't see or really Alec and Abby literally just met yesterday. Like, like they, they did they fall in love in a day? Can
1: love at first like, sight? I, I guess so. I, yeah, yeah, that was, you know, that was one of the things that was my complaint about the pilot was that I thought they were they rushed it too much. I know you said you, you would have preferred they would have carried wait until the season two or or maybe the season finale to unveil Swamp Thing. And, and really build on Abby and Alex relationship and, and explore the town and all the, you know, the, 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 the accelerant and all the things that we were seeing now as far as the disease and the swamp. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, in talking about Abby, um, I do think the writers are doing a good job exploring this whole dynamic between her and the Sunderlands because yeah. while in the pilot episode, we saw her interact with the mom. Mm-hmm about shauna's death and there being some hostility to say the least um the dad is like you always are welcome here however if you want to talk business well i'm gonna be mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna say no i'm gonna shut you down right now but you're also the daughter i never had or had but died who who okay who clearly died in the swamp
1: that yeah and I, and it's probably tied to this. We'll see that it's tied to what the larger things with the accelerant and everything else is going on right now.
0: Yeah. And are they going to explain to us how a house got stuck in that swamp?
1: I just figured it was a hurricane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you being from there, you, you know, things like that, me being from Alaska, I'm like, wh- who would build a house in the middle of a swamp like that? Did it just like, did, did the uh, accelerate take over a house or something?
1: No, I, it was probably, it looks like it probably was a structure. Someone probably lived there years ago when it was just abandoned, you know, due to a, you know, could have been a hurricane or some other reason. Um, but that's probably why it, it, you know, cause they had a dock and stuff. So clearly it was someone's residence some, some time ago. And just like we've seen other structures and people's, like the restaurant and some other, other things that we've seen in the, in the series so far. So I, I just, I wouldn't get too hung up on that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I also thought it was a bit strange that whole scene between the, the fortune teller and yeah. the mom. Yeah. Because, It kind of felt like it it kind of feels as if suddenly that now that Abby is back, the like the mom really wants to further investigate Shauna's death. It's been like, what, 14 years?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, she just never, well, like the the fortune teller or the, the voodoo priestess was trying to tell her, move on. But, What was she
0: doing? What was she doing after Shauna died, and and between between then when Shauna died and now when Abby's returned, what was she doing?
1: (laughs) I I think she's just been basically going in circles in her grief. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think some of the conversations that Sunderland, uh, Mr. Sunderland, had with her shows that she was just she has just been in that place for for years and. And then Abby showing back up in town just, just brought, well, it's always been at the surface, but now the, the, now she has a, a, you know, the, the person who she blames for Shauna's death is back and she's, you know, going to aggressively act out about it. And, um, I, I guess you know, going to, going to the priest, the voodoo priestess was and, and, and trying to, get her to uh, channel uh her spirit and stuff and, and talk to her. I don't know. I think she yeah, I mean clearly there's some there's some there's some mental there's some depression, there's other mental instability there. And so but she was just trying I think she was trying to make that connection with her with her daughter again. And it's just the way that she was trying to do it through the super, supernatural, which, you know, I couldn't help but think about Cloak and Dagger when I saw
0: that. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. I've seen this before. It's done a little bit better with though, but.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I prefer that, that kind of magic and feudalism,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: definitely. Yeah. Um, speaking of connection, um, in this episode, we learned that swamp thing is connected to the little girl who Abby has promised the Sunderlands will um, be okay as soon as she figure out figures out an antidote to the disease. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's so. I it kind of. I don't, I don't know. Merge together th- that that storyline, which brought her here to begin with, also with what happened with Alec at the end of the last episode. Together.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I like that. It was, it was, it was a good way to to bridge Alec, what happened to Alec, and become a Swamp Thing. Too happy, as you said, and uh, but only. I just wish, it, to your point again, it just seemed a bit rushed. Yeah. To get there, um, but um, so that, and that also,
0: was, why is it only the little girl who he's connected to? Because they have several pa- pa- patients, patients who all yeah. have that same disease.
1: Yeah, um, and, and maybe they're all interconnected. We just haven't seen it yet.
0: Which, which I mean, would be a logic flaw then in this episode because they kind of made it thing, make it, made it seem like it was only between him and the little girl. mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that that's true. That's
0: true. I don't know. Um, what were your thoughts on Jason Woodrow? He we were introduced to, and we learned that he developed the accelerant, and he is also, from what I understand, um, is supposed to become Florant, Flor- Floranic man.
1: Yeah. Um, again, I I haven't. I need to do my homework on on Swamp Thing. I haven't yet. But but as far as the character in the in the show and, and also his wife, I guess they're both responsible for the uh the accelerant. He was a very uh, when he first showed up at Southern Sunderland's house. I I was like, this is a very obviously an odd bird, and and I could see not knowing more about Floranic Man they definitely he's he's definitely uh, very tied to research in the swamp and 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 nature and stuff because I know he was talking to the to the guard the guy who was working in the yard about how to help the plant the the tree uh get strengthened and mm-hmm. um so uh, it, so he, he he struck me as the the naive scientist who was getting manipulated by Sunderland for, for whatever Sunderland's ultimate ends are as far as developing his accelerant to control the swamp and, and the areas around it. And so he just seemed kind of, so he did obviously didn't seem that very savvy to those kind of things, but his wife definitely was.
0: Uh, I, I didn't pick up on the manipulation. I actually thought it was interesting because you have clearly Sunderland businessman wants to make money, wants to, and wants everything to be replenished so that he can use things for drugs and other purposes. Mm-hmm. Um he's clearly capitalism, right? Oh, and yeah. then here here we are introduced to the scientist who's clearly a little off. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also he's just at the end of the day, I, I feel like um I would describe him as like that a- academic where mm-hmm. he's just slowly zoned in on his research
2: yeah
0: and like and being right and like being smarter than everybody else in the room and and owning that and clearly like his research won't have consequences so i think there's a a naiveness about him that i actually thought was really good i love how he treated his wife in that scene um i think that's very important she fyi will die this season (laughs) Okay. Uh, no, if if you're going to turn him into a super villain considering like that last line at the end of there, mm-hmm. she's clearly got to di- die for him to suddenly Oh yeah. That and that which reason. which could like and I know I hate to rub salt in your wound Will because it got canceled, but would be a really interesting arc because she would die in the swamp, the very thing he is responsible for having created.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's, I think that, I hope you're right. I mean, that would be for a very, uh, very great arc for, for this story. And, um, and also, uh, how the swamp sort of ties back to, uh, Sunderland's motivations for even getting the accelerant. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, I think, Mrs. Sunderland and, and Shauna's death. I mean, all of these things are inter, interrelated, interconnected, and as we, uh, move forward in the series, uh, we'll, we'll obviously see how, how they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, 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 it's, to just go on, to, uh, um, back on, circle back to the girl and, or I think her name is Susie and Alex Connection. Mm-hmm. Susie represents the patient Abby has promised to save. Mm-hmm. Alec will become the patient. She will spend the rest of her career trying to save, but will never be able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So no, I, uh,
0: I think uh, it's uh, got some parallels there, but it's already yeah. been canceled.
1: <laughs> yeah, it has. It has. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about the Swamp Thing himself, and uh, especially. Uh, I have to give some props to Derek Nears work with the prosthetics and the, and the, and the costume. I mean, again, again, this is the practical effects suit is not CGI. Um, or if it, well, it's probably majority practical effects, but whenever he was with CZ there at the end, when he rescued her from the, from the hick who was trying to kill her, um, I, I, I I really liked the, the uh, emotional, um, the emotions that he was able to convey through the, through the, through the suit. And I just wanted to bring it up because I, I I really, the things that where we see in this swamp monster and, and stuff, uh, it really, when he, whenever he saw Abby and when Abby was trying to brawl Susie down, because she was, didn't, you know, obviously was afraid of him, uh, I just felt that emotion of the disappointment and the anguish that Alec was feeling in that moment. And I just thought it was a super cool job portraying that through the costume.
0: The costume is definitely growing on me, pun intended. <laughs> um, especially in this episode because, um, I, lo- for some reason, I really liked the scenes where he was like recognizing what he became and started like literally pull him because yeah. You you feel like when you first, if if you were Alec, you'd be like, oh, I have this green stuff growing on me, so yoink. And it's like it keeps, it's it's. He literally tried to tear himself apart,
2: yeah.
0: Only to realize that because we it's caught because it's a repercussion of the accelerant, it grows back. Mm -hmm. Like and there's something very Hulk-like about that.
2: Yeah.
0: Like he will not be able to kill himself because he he can't even though he would want to because he's a monster. So they're playing on a lot of those themes that we've come to know and grow and love. Yep. Um, So, but I, I hear you when you say like the acting within the suit itself is also being very well. It's, it's just like with cliff on mm-hmm. doom patrol where yeah. I mean, again, another practical effect where, but you believe it even though you can't see anybody emotionally, it's all within the eyes. All right. Well, I think it's time for us to move out of the swamp and to head up to New York. Um, So a collider just made me do it. I blame them. Um, We both watched Mm -hmm. When They See Us. Mm -hmm. And um, if you haven't seen it, you, you should see it. If you haven't seen this, um and you don't want to for whatever reason then at least go check out the documentary they released a few years back um, and that's where my hesitation for this came from i'd already seen the documentary so i felt like i know the story or knew right. the story right. and and the documentary's really good like it's not a bad documentary either yeah. Um. So what really captivated me watching the four episodes of When They See Us is just Ava DuVernay's directing and bringing the story to life a little bit more.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I like her, her directing style, like give her an Emmy, like Jesus yeah. Christ. Episode yeah. three has one of the best montages that I've seen in a while. I just love the time lapse where the, the phone calls and moving from different rooms like I loved that I thought that was so creative and ingenious and then the shot that broke my heart was I think it's right at the end of episode one where they're all they're all in um still in holding and they start to piece together who they are in these stories that they've told the cops and and that there was something very haunting about that.
1: It, yeah, it, it was, it was very haunting. I mean, there was, this was, a, this is, a, it was a very, I'm very familiar with the story. I haven't seen the Ken Burns and Sarah Burns documentary, a Part five. Uh, and I do, I'm going to go back and, and I was hoping to tr- watch it this weekend, but it just ran out of time. I wasn't able to, to compare the two. Uh because I think this, whereas I think I haven't seen the documentary, but you know, when you think documentary is very fat, here are the facts, here, here's the story. Uh, this one, the, when they see us definitely is the emotion and the human side of it and the human story and the anguish and, you know, and, and for me, having just professionally dealt with a situation in my professional life where I, I did, uh, work with an individual, um, who, uh, was wrongly convicted of a crime and, um, and DNA evidence fortunately, um, exonerated him and, and being able to see the, and, and feel the emotion of someone and talk to someone who's been wrongfully accused of a crime and, and, Mistreated by the criminal justice system, and then being exonerated, uh, you know this 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 movie really, and this 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 documentary show really spoke to me on so many levels. So I it was there were moments when you know the, the, obviously the the as far as the story the anger uh, about how you know when the interrogation rooms and seeing how they twisted the. The stories and, 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 and how they manipulated these poor kids and, and, and knowing that, you know, it's, and knowing that the, this, I know it's a dramatization of it, but knowing that something like this really did happen and, and how obviously when I remember just the central Park five, I remember this story with the New York jogger growing up and, you know, Donald Trump being on CNN and all, of, all the issues around it. So, it it was it was it's a necessary watch it's a hard watch but but I'm I'm glad I did watch it because it it really does pull the eyes back on so many of the injustices that happens in the world and how the system does break down and I think Ava's direction um uh, like you said um not only uh, captures the emotion and and but just from a filmmaking standpoint and production standpoint. Yeah, I mean it's just it, yeah, give her an Emmy already because uh it it really created it really it it really I really felt like I was th- those kids the way she directed this and those families and the lawyers and even and even when you on the state side, you know, she didn't do she didn't make the the prosecutors cartoon characters or the cops cartoon characters. I mean, she really handled this with the great manner that, it, that the show didn't descend into that because it could have easily done so, but mm-hmm. she didn't let that happen.
0: Mm-hmm. I, um. so I, I actually felt like I was on the jury during mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of what was happening, mm-hmm. the way it was told it, for some reason it put me in in that place mm-hmm. um because they kept jumping around because technically there's five stories they have right. to tell and then you add on the um Felicity Huffman's character yeah and it's like that villain sixth character so i felt um and that's probably where the story um if there if there are flaws in it that's what lost me a little bit was mm-hmm. trying to retain focus on the story while giving all of the characters um equal time, also equal attention because five lives were changed forever mm-hmm. and and that's really hard it's like a juggling act. Yeah. Um the five kid actors are all going to pop up in mainstream television and and film um within the next few years because their performances. Oh yeah like hands down really good which i have to say in comparison to the adult actors i i kind of miss the kids when, <laughs> when we went forward i was like i oh, i really yeah. like seeing this from from that perspective more like it's it's weird um yeah. it's weird to say but it was something about it um <clears throat> excuse me that, um, I was really drawn into those stories and then the post prison, it kind of, um, it left me to, to lack or for something to be desired. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but those, those kids like hooked me like yeah. line and sinker.
1: Yeah. They did. I will say, I know I praised a lot about the show. I, I know you really liked episode three. Mm-hmm. It was, a, episode three for me was the hardest to watch. I mean, it, it lost me multiple times. And I think you're, I think you're right. It was because something was lost in the translation, transition between the, their stories in, the, as teenagers and kids and when they, they put, become adults.
0: See, episode four was the hardest for me to watch. Because by the time we got to episode four, I started remembering more of the documentary and I was like, oh, I know what happened.
1: You'll have to watch, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So it just started coming back to me and, um, and I, and I, there there was just, it was kind of like, okay, this this is the end. This is what it wrapping up and everything. There There was just something about it where I, I, I found myself skipping ahead on some scenes because. Yeah. I just – it wasn't as there where – which which is interesting, but clearly, like, everybody's viewing experience is different.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the episode four, you know, focusing on Corey and his ordeal, given that he was at the time the only one – you know, given that he was 16, and at the time that was – at least in New York State, that was the age for um, being charged as an adult, and being – he was in the adult system, so – he obviously his his journey was was different from the other four
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i think it so i think I guess that was why she they focused on his plight more so than than the other than the others uh, I mean we did see with raymond with Raymond his descent, especially in episode three, when he was trying to just make it. And of course he did go back to prison for, for selling, possessing crack. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so we saw, so I think his, I think those two individuals, we saw a lot more. I mean, I guess we saw, I felt like we saw a lot more of their stories. Obviously with Corey episode four was all about him for, with others being dropped in here and there. Um, but um yeah, yeah and-
0: Corey. I understand why she did it that way. It may, it makes sense. Um The most interesting thing about his story, well, it's it's weird because it's interesting how he was not originally on their list of names, right. mm-hmm. and he how he got pulled into the whole thing. That's yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. Um. And 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 again, that documentary, like well, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, yeah, because they they show some of the tape mm-hmm. that that he did. And it's like it, it's gut wrenching to like and I don't know if they explain that in the documentary about he, how he got involved like that. But I do re- remember seeing the tape mm-hmm. being shown mm-hmm. Um and just knowing what they how they withheld food and all of that. And I like how there was that coke. On the table, like clearly right. he's also hopped up on yeah. sugar.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, um, like that's more dramatic. The the prison stuff for me and Corey. How how the the case ultimately gets solved. Is also linked to Corey. Mm -hmm. But what I, what I want to know more about is the, the brief bio at the end about Corey and how, how he is now going after, um, people with wrongful, wrongful convictions and helping them. I think that's fascinating. And I want to know that story more because knowing what, what it was like for the, the other kids once they got out, and how they all went on their separate paths, but knowing where he ends up after getting out of even, um, the, the quote unquote adult jail system, that's even more fascinating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wish they would, I wish they would have focused a little bit more on that because, uh, there, I will, yeah, there were some parts of episode four that I did like you. I, I did kind of zip through because Mike, I, I understand the abuse that he was subjected to. Um and and I guess it was sorta of, I guess it was in put there to super, sort of provide context so that whenever they finally he did finally have that initial confrontation with uh the actual um rapist uh, Reyes um over TV. <laughs> set of all things, um, I, I guess that was sort of why she, you know, had those scenes in there just to to sort of give fuller context as far as like you know he was constantly getting the, the physically assaulted through all throughout his t- time in prison. Um, but I, I do like you. I do wish they had spent a little bit more time as far as like okay, here you know here's here's his life today. Here's how he has you know, spent a portion of that settlement money that he received from, from New York, uh, doing the post-conviction work and, and showing how he's talked, talked about his experience. And, and I think, I mean, the, the color, I think the Colorado Institute is actually named after him now after his, his endowment to them. So, you know, I wish they would have focused a little bit more on that, but you know, it's especially given that it's a you know, dramatization of what happened to them right um but it's just so much i mean again you're trying to tell five, five well you know five people's stories as far as what happened to them plus as you said you have the pro the states and the detectives and i mean it, it you know four episodes i mean i think that she did a lot in, with the four episodes that she that um that we've that 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 she that she did and you know and I, and, I, and i still You know, and comparing this documentary, I still, I can't help but think about the people VOJ as far as another,
0: uh. Oh, it has that written all over
1: it. Yeah.
0: Like from production style. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I was comparing, I mean, as I was watching it, I kept going back to that show because to me, that one still is sort of the gold standard for these, these types of programs.
0: Yeah. And now what that, what that show does differently. Is there's like a whole episode dedicated to the juror's point of view. Right. Um, I always think about that or the prosecutor's point of view. However, there are arguably a little more issues involved in that case because you have like, um, civil rights and then you have, and everything is like a boiling pot. And right. in the show, it's, it's more about like, no, the, the loss of innocence. Mm-hmm. Just because of the color of your skin, yeah. just speak and the being vulnerable when you are a child in in the system mm-hmm. um and people manipulating and and the cops so there there was clear- clear story here yeah. with i yeah. think that's um that that she wanted to tell, and she told it um and I, I don't, I don't think it's bad that she didn't try to do anything more. She was, I think the, the cool thing is we saw a lot from the parents Yeah. with yeah. those moments I really liked, yeah, um, because yeah, especially like, like, like they, they also, because of the media around the case, they, their lives also drastically changed. Yeah. They lost their jobs and all sorts of stuff. A, a lot of crap happened right. to them.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it. I mean it was, it was a very complete show. I mean I think you're right. I'm glad you brought up about the the impacts on the families because a lot of times in these types of programs that that aspect can get glossed over. Mm-hmm. Uh But here it, it didn't. And you know, it, and also we think of um, um, Antoine. Was it Antoine? This is his father um, who basically like told him to like. Yeah, you tell, tell the police what they want to hear so they can get out of here. And, and, and also I think back to, uh, when in the other integration room where, uh, the sister was, Mm -hmm. um, there and, and how they just coerced that and, 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 and the, the powerful thing with the mother, with, um, was the UCS mother who basically was like understanding her rights and, how the system was just basically trying to railroad a confession out of this, out of him. And which I, I, don't, I
0: don't understand why they didn't invite her to the stand. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. She clearly understands the law yeah. and yeah, what her so. rights. And she had a story to tell. So why didn't they have the smart idea of putting her on, on the
1: yeah. stand? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a lawyer, that, that that's one of the things that, and I don't know if the other documentary addressed that or not, but I mean, there, there were, Definitely is, is, watching the trial, um, where clearly, well, clearly some of like a couple of the kids lawyers were definitely, you know, were a criminal and they, they had some pretty competent defense, but you know, we have a family law lawyer representing one of the kids. The only thing he does is divorce, you know, and, and I mean, there's just so many layers to the onion as far as what was so messed up about what happened in this case. Uh, and it really is a reflection of just. Again, does point the spotlight on, uh, in the, in the inequities in the system and, and, and inequities in, in, in American life at times. And so, and, and explore what this, what this case.
0: Yeah, it, there was, um, that scene with Corey on trial, mm-hmm. um, it ma- really made me look back on, um, the, another Netflix show, Making a Murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, because after watching that show, I, I called up my dad and I was like, I've never been more appreciative of my intelligence. And that may be like a cocky thing to say, but it's just that you see in stories like those, you see how fortunate you are to know a little more than others, because when you don't, the less, you know, the more vulnerable you are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that like, that's a good parallel to what you brought up about one of their, one of their fathers, who also immediately started to, how how do I put it, like, um, to shudder away, and and like, even though he's an adult, he's still a black man and surrounded by white police officers who mm-hmm. are telling him, like, this is what you have to do, and being manipulated, and and thinking like, okay, if this is the only way out, let me take it. Yep. So, so it's just there the it, it, the vulnerability i think is really what what's shown
1: all i will just end it by saying that again um it's a story that uh it may be hard to watch but you but you should watch it
0: i i one hundred percent agree. Um, and then just if it hits you too hard, just watch Always Be My Maybe right afterwards.
1: Yeah. <laughs> with the cure. <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> um, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me at Will M. Polk. That's W I L L M P O L K.
0: You can find me at S.J. Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Seen and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.